lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Aaron McIntyre is here, as is Todd Erzin. We'll be joined by our good friend and now Jailbird. Uh, Shannon Joy coming up here in just a matter of moments. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Steve Dace Show. And then also MeWe Parlor and Gab is where you can go uh, and get her if you want to get censorship-free social media. Uh, I'm back to, I, I mean, they can't make up their mind at Facebook if they want to ban me or not they told me yesterday i was i was in jail for three days and then they let me post and now i'm back in jail for three days again you know what whatever uh if if you're looking for alternatives okay me we and and gab are kind of your facebook alternatives parlor and getter are kind of your twitter alternatives just to kind of give you uh, a comparison there if you've not delved into the alternative universe yet if you have not i would urge you to do so because we are all soon going to be in an alternative universe don't say i did not warn you uh speaking of alternative universes if you want to get clips of the show that are both free to watch and then free of censorship go to rumble.com slash steve dace show again that's rumble.com slash steve dace show of course you know the drill uh on the show on a Friday. Next hour, we will delve into some of your feedback on a Feedback Friday, but we begin, as we always do, with the day script. Brought to you by our friends over at Bambi. You know, when running a business, human resources issues can be a killer, like wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. And you know, human resource managers aren't cheap these days. The average salary is about 70 grand a year. That's why if you are a small business owner, Bambi was created specifically for you. That's BAM and B, B-A-M-B-E-E. You can get a dedicated human resource manager, craft human resource policy, maintain your compliance, and all for just $99 a month. And with Bambi, you can cancel at any time. It is month to month, and there are no hidden fees. A dedicated human resource manager for you, available by phone, email, or real-time chat. So get your free HR audit today from Bambi. Go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E. Bambi.com slash Steve right now for that free HR audit at Bambi.com slash Steve. Again, Bambi.com slash Steve. Let's get to issue one of our weekly look at the week that was bleep. Lord Nefarious says. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. People who are unvaccinated now, that 90 million people, get them vaccinated. I think we can get a degree of overall blanket protection of the community that as we get into the early part of 2022, getting through the winter, which could be complicated by influenza, by respiratory syncytial virus, that as we get into the spring, we could start getting back to a degree of normality. The completion by August 31st depends upon the Taliban continuing to cooperate and allow access to the airport for those who were, trans- were transporting out 
and no disruptions to our operations. You know, Mady, instead of worrying about what kind of mask, just wear a mask. Wear a mask, you know, wear a surgical mask, a cloth mask. Some people can't tolerate N95s. Rather than saying one versus the other, we need to wear masks. I have to tell you, um, I bristle at saying we bragged. Okay, I haven't bragged about anything. I'm trying to give you the straight dope. Today I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that'll reach millions more people. First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. I would like to know what crime I committed. If you're going to put your, this is all on Facebook Live right now. Um, Officer B. Hamley. We have officer, this is the Monroe County Police Department. And this officer, your name, sir? Henderson, um, Officer Henderson. So they are now, they have their hands on me now. They have their hands on me now. Okay, they have their hands on me now. And I guess this is the way it is now. I can't believe this is happening. I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. So no, I would not say that is anything but a success. And I think that's a good thing. I know I respect people's freedom, but when you're talking about a public health crisis that we've been going through now for well over a year and a half, the time has come, enough is enough. We've just got to get people vaccinated. What do you think is the, is the earliest age that a child can make a decision to say, you know what, I'm not the way I was born and I want to go through hormone therapy to start making my change and ultimately, um, you know, surgery. I don't think you don't know if there's a number yeah, on it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe seven. seven. Yeah, I would seven. say seven. Kids as young as six years old. At six, I think I'm still throwing my feces <laughs> on the wall. So well, I'm not... then obviously you aren't ready. <laughs> I'm but definitely I never... not ready. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how you're socialized. Yeah. Like Whenever they want to start it, they can. Like, however young they feel like they're different, like, just start it then. Five? Just, yeah. I'd say maybe like four or five, even. For months, he has lived in hiding, he says, over this moment. His decision to use deadly force against a rioter as she climbed through a barricaded door that leads to the house chamber. I know that day I saved countless lives. I know members of Congress, as well as my fellow officers and staff, were in jeopardy. Indeed, a 120-pound woman um, threatened, and that dude with the Minnesota Viking helmet uh, threatened to take down the entire U.S. government. Although, based on what we have seen from the U.S. government as of late, he might even be right. Uh, he might he might have turned out to be right about that. Uh, because we do know about a half dozen goat uh, humpers uh, can apparently take down the, the U.S. government in a span of about 10 minutes. We learned that recently. So Ooh. Shannon is going to get her own topic here. So you are not permitted to comment on that right now. Uh, Got it. Let's go to, that's for everybody. So let's get to the first question. Other than that, what was your favorite sample of rancid bile this week, Shannon? I'm going to go with that last clip of the officer who killed Ashley Babbitt on Capitol Hill, um, because it does dovetail into what we're seeing across the country, uh, the police, uh, men and women in uniform being weaponized against the people. And in that case, it ended in the tragic loss of life of an innocent woman. And so I'm thankful to be here to talk to you today, seeing um, where this can go if people don't begin to stand up. So I'm going to go with that last clip. Todd? I'm going with the first clip. And uh, President Biden and that was four or five days ago, man. Th- th- forget the dementia, but when you tie it into uh, Pasaki and everything that she's saying on there, they 
there's no, when there's no moral core to you, of course you're going to lie about anything and everything, even if it's easily disprovable. There, there's nothing to keep you from doing it because there's something else that you're gaming. Being found out in a lie is obviously worth the risk to you. And this is happening all the time in the Fauci comments. So the, more and more people are the, the Des Moines Register locally. Masks work. It. How many studies just this week on masks? So that, New York Times actually has an article today about how masks didn't they they didn't have to mask any of the kids. And look, there's the biggest wasp we've had in the studio yet, right there over our desk. As a matter of fact, um, New York Times has an article today that um, says, uh, sorry, distracted by uh, one of the death merchants uh, of Peer reappeared here in the studio live. <sighs> what was I saying? Go get him. <laughs> We're live, baby. Okay. I think it's on that, uh, um, on that bottle over there. Four to, five, four to five days ago, he just, there was a okay. guy being dragged by an airplane in midair to his death because he was terrified of that nation, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the state of the nation that our president put him in. And he's like, man, water under the bridge. Now, if you flip the script, though, he'll, how far would Joe Biden we, would be willing to go back in the way back machine to some insane level of minutia of something that some like routine background check. Look at what the kid said when he was 17 years old on Twitter about something. And so we need to nuke him as a racist. That's we're it's a crappy game. Never play it. Not one single minute of it. I think I remember what I was going to say. There's a New York Times story today pointing out uh, the UK data on why they don't mask children. That's out there right now, uh, as as a matter of fact. So, you're 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 dealing with, and, and it just this has been a reoccurring pattern that we have seen this this last year and a half. The more something proves not to be true, the more it proves. Uh, we have a cat, another casualty. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, you saved my life again. Uh, the more something proves not to work. The more data that shows that this is, again, scam after scam after scam, the more they and the harder they seem to want to push these yes. things. It's so, like it's like failure is the goal almost. Except maybe it's not. Well, maybe it's not. Almost. That's a best case scenario. Mm-hmm. It's the worst case. You know, what exactly is afoot? And to me, that it's an undoing of reality. It is total chaos. They don't. They want things to be unsettled, for because that's the only way they believe that they can get to where they want to go, and that is the destruction of all the things that fundamentally this country was founded on. Aaron, you want to chime in here really quick? Yeah, I would say. Um, now that you've earned your merit badge for yeah, saving my life again, you thank go. you. Um, yeah. I, I would say probably the craziest of the craziest. <laughs> it hasn't even gotten mentioned yet. Is Ami Horowitz's man on street interview with the East Village yes, idiots yes. Uh, in New York City, talking about yeah, five, five years old, four or five years old, yeah, you can be, you can uh, choose to, uh, you know, in the middle of uh, pulling out a, a crayon out of your nostril, you can choose to be uh, the opposite gender and get on uh, hormone therapy if you if you want to. Um, th- that seems tame when we're faced against what we have seen over the last couple of weeks. That level of abject insanity seems sane and hasn't been even mentioned yet <laughs> in this in this segment. I, 
what can you what, what what's the paraphrasing what can uh, what can men do against such utter stupidity uh, apparently not much yet it's a question on a scale of one to ten with one being the odds sean hannity ever stops pimping lindsey graham on his show and 10 being the odds that lindsey graham gets to the bottom of things better left unsaid uh rate this week's level of total depravity todd 10 shannon i'm full circle again i'm back to one <laughs> nothing surprises me anymore okay aaron <laughs> 10 um, before we get to issue two, I want to tell you about our friends over at Omega XL. If you are struggling with chronic pain, this is the pain that comes not because you fell off a ladder yesterday, okay, or you yanked something at the gym. No, we're, we're talking about the chronic lingering variety. Uh, chances are that sh- shows up stiffness, achiness, place like your neck, your back, your shoulders. If that's you, chances are that is inflammation in your body, too much of it. If you're looking for an all-natural in- anti-inflammatory to help you, that's the one that I use, backed by 35 years of clinical research, and I can personally attest to the results, check out Omega XL. You can get one bottle right now, and they'll throw the second one in for free. So buy one, get the second one for free right now when you go to OmegaXL.com Steve. Attack the inflammation that's causing your pain. That's OmegaXL.com Steve, or give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Let's get to issue two, arrested for telling the truth. Shannon had herself a week. It all started when she showed up to her local school board meeting. I'm at the Fairport school board meeting. Probably about 100 people here. Uh, 50% are anti-mask, 50% are pro-mask. If you could share this with everyone right now and continue to pop on. The police have been called. Um, They had an issue. The school board refuses to conduct the meeting because what they're saying are that individuals don't have their masks on correctly. So there were individuals in the audience, like myself, that had my mask like this. I'm going to flip this right now so that you guys can see it. So these are, um, I, I love these guys. I know these guys, but they are intimidating us. They are forced. There's no law. There's no statute. This is a public meeting. We have broken no laws, and they are now they are now trying to physically, physically intimidate myself and a few other women who have our masks underneath our noses. And so, I, if the cops are coming, then I want to know what crime I committed. Hi, hi. How are you? My name is Shannon. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming out. I know you don't want to be here today. So there are about 20 um, pro-maskers here who are applauding the cops here who are now going to, I suppose, arrest us for... Okay. So so are you going to put your hands on me? No, I'm not going to put your hands on me. Okay, so I would like to know what crime I committed. If you're going to put your... This is all on Facebook Live right now. Um, Officer B. Hamley. We have officer... This is the Monroe County Police Department. And this officer, your name, sir? Henderson, um, Officer Henderson, so they are now, they have their hands on me now. They have their hands on me now. Okay. They have their hands on me now. And I guess this is the way it is now. I can't believe this is happening. I don't have my purse. We'll get it. We'll get it for you. And so we're all on Facebook Live right now, guys. These are the officers. Okay. Um, Monroe County Sheriff's, Officer Hanley. And they are escorting me out. Can we have witnesses, please, guys, besides myself? Thank you. Okay. Um, 
and I can't believe this is happening. I really, they're going to, oh, now. As you can see by this photograph, some of the officers arresting her for not wearing a mask properly were themselves either not wearing a mask or wearing it down below their noses. So, Shannon, uh, fresh out of the poke, uh, you have the floor. What else can you tell us about this event, including who were the people that were doing the clapping there in the background? You have some nice neighbors there. Well, they weren't neighbors. They were bussed in from BLM from all over the county. An organization called Black in the Burbs organized the red shirts. Red shirts, I call them a, a coven of witches. They were not the majority in that room. It sounds when I was escorted out, it sounded like the entire room was applauding. It was really just a handful of them. Uh, most of the audience was in shock over what was happening. But thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to bring this to your audience because it is reflective of what's happening across the country. A man in Palm Beach County, Florida, was arrested in the same manner, I believe on the same day that I was arrested. We're seeing civilians being arrested in Ontario, Canada for planning um, protests and, and organizing. And so this is becoming something that is uh, increasingly happening. School boards are terrified of organic discourse and dissent. They are terrified of transparency. They want controlled meetings. Now, the latest ac accusation against me is that I went to this meeting planning to be arrested, which I can assure your audience, anyone who knows me, knows that if I planned on getting arrested on Facebook Live and that that would go viral across the country, I would have done my hair and makeup. <laughs> I would have had mascara on and it would have been tight. The lighting would have been good. So, so that was the um, slap dinner on the table to get the kids fed and ran to the school board meeting look. There was absolutely no intention to do this purposefully. But what we now know, because there's an enormous amount of footage coming out from citizens who recorded every angle, that it appears the school board, the superintendent, BLM and that organization, Black and the Burbs, and potentially the Monroe County Sheriff did collude did conspire to set up conditions in that meeting that would lead to my arrest. We have video that we're going to be releasing showing the, the uh, security officers motioning back and forth with members of the school board, pointing in my direction and texting with them, coordinating. We know now that the superintendent, Brett Provenzano of Fairport School Board, called the, the police specifically and asked for only one arrest. And that was my arrest. Mm. And that was told to me by the police officers who handcuffed me and shoved me in the back of a squad car for about an hour. Now, I was charged with trespassing, not inappropriate mask wearing, because they know that I wasn't breaking any law. There is no law. There's no statute. It was a rule that uh, the school board was unable to enforce because it's stupid. But because they do not want that discourse, they conspired to humiliate me, to intimidate me, and not just me, every parent, every individual who wants to stand up to these psychotic school boards who are doing the bidding of, uh, you know, corporations and those who seek to to really destroy our institutions. Um, they're not going to win this. My court date is on uh, September 14th. Hogan Willig, once again, my attorneys are unbelievable, called me immediately. They've watched the footage. We have a slam dunk case. 
we're going to get this thrown out. Um, and we're also now going to likely add Fairport School Board and Monroe County Department of Health to our lawsuit. They're not going to get away with this. We have all of the evidence and we are not backing down, not for one second. They've embarrassed themselves. The community is outraged. The opposite of what they sought to happen has happened in this case. And they're scrambling now, not us. So we'll be vindicated. Todd, your thoughts? Uh Having been in a circumstance like Shannon, so, so damn proud of her. Uh, it's it, Even though it's the right thing to do, it's not fun. It's not easy. Uh, but she did it. Now, here's a couple things. Amazing grace uh, under fire yep. there, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Shannon, uh, no mercy. Go after their jobs. Take their money. All of it. You have to punish. They must be they punished They must be punished and yep. brutally. And not out of a mere case of vengeance. Although, hey, sister. I can I can feel you on that, but justice, justice. Secondly, everybody watching and listening, everybody, there's not a one of you immune from this. You need to know who's running for school board in your school district and who's running for city council. You may not have these issues with the police there or, or the school board, but you need to know exactly who's running and what they stand for. Because do not come back to this show on any issue of any kind complaining about, I don't know what to do about my locality. I'm not saying anything Steve hasn't said before, but you must know. You do not get to complain about the school board member who's a, a, a woke nut job if at the very least you don't run yourself or make sure somebody else who is taking on. Then if they lose, you did what they could. But no excuses. Take care of your business in your own backyard. If Shannon did just what she could do right there, you are without excuse. Aaron. Man, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that up. That's Friday Todd. Uh, Vintage Friday Todd, I should say. (laughs) I I can't really say any more than that. Are you willing willing to have a little bit of embarrassment? Are you willing to do what, what Shannon did right there? Are you willing to go to that length? Guess what? You know what? There may not be a huge pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but guys, either you fight this now or you will never be able to fight it again. How many how many school districts do you think are going to be out there in places like suburban Rochester? How many school districts do you think? There are still some. There are still several. If you're uh, employed somewhere, at a large company, how many other large companies do you think are out there that's just going to be willing to say, yeah, you don't have to be vaccinated to work here? How many do you think are going to be out there? If you show them now that, yes, I will play ball with you on this for now because I got to feed my family. That's a good motivation, guys. It's a, it's a real good motivation. Guess what? Australia, I showed you a clip earlier this week of a news team going out and about shaming people. For not having their papers. They showed a guy who showed up to a construct a blue-collar job, a construction site, and they showed him triumphantly being sent home because he didn't have the right papers. Guys, if you let this go on, you're not going to be able to feed your family anyway, even if you do have the vaccination. Right. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to turn this country into Australia, or at least large swaths or as large of swaths of it as they possibly or can. Or Chinese social credit system. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. So it's put up or shut up. It's do or die. Do or die right now, or else, hey, 
guess what? We're going to be having uh, some, uh, like, ministers of parliament in Australia triumphantly announcing, hey, we got a quarantine camp set up in the wilderness in the western United States. Guys, you think I'm joking. At the rate this is devolving and has devolved, that's where we are going. There is nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. There's no cavalry coming. You have to do this now or forever hold your peace, literally. Shane, you want to react to what you heard from Todd and uh, Aaron? No, I agree. The message is, you know, you know what means a lot to them. You know where the biggest battles are when you see how viciously they react to a girl in the corner of the room who simply has a camera, who is documenting what they're doing. Um, This should be an indication to your audience that the front line, the front lines are in our school boards locally. Um, They cannot implement any of these grand schemes, the Great Reset, the takeover, socialism, this and that. They can't do that without that infrastructure at the local level. And that is the place where we have the most power. We tend to, as conservatives, think that our civic action is voting every four years in a presidential election. But what we have missed is the infiltration of these bottom-up institutions by the left that has happened over the past 30, 40 years. So we're a little bit behind the eight ball here. But you can see every time you stand up and speak out, they become crazier and more deranged, and they begin to expose themselves. In this case, believe me, the superintendent and the school board are really hurting right now. The community is outraged over what they did, not about what I did, because the the footage and the video speaks for itself. And so they now have exposed themselves. The more you stand up and organize and push back at that local level, the crazier they become. That's where our true power is. And that's where we we can win this. If more people did what we're doing in Rochester with our organizations across the country and mirrored that, I'll tell you in one year, we'll win. But we just have to do what is what is the most effective and the most powerful. And, and we're not quite there yet as, as conservatives. This story is actually connected to, Aaron, which you highlighted in the montage last segment, where a bunch of um, y- your fellow millennials, or maybe Gen Xers now, I think they're millennials, are sitting there in the East Village talking about, well, yeah, man, you let a six-year-old uh, carve themselves up if they want to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where did such ideas come from? Where did such ideologies come from? This is not natural. It's not even, it's not even natural in a pagan mindset. I mean, this wasn't, even, this wasn't even done or permitted in pagan cultures. Like pre-Mosaic law. Like, like pre-Christ there was enough common sense. Yeah, we don't let five and six-year-olds decide what gender they are, okay? Where did this ideology come from? It came from the very school districts and school boards that you just saw Shannon confront in her own backyard. Yes, it is nurtured by pop culture, but that ideology is learned. Mm-hmm. That is conditioned. Not even sinful man naturally comes out of the wound out of the womb thinking like that right that's why no civilization on earth until now has even contemplated these things right. and it's really not being contemplated anywhere frankly outside of contemporary western civilization they're not debating this in in africa right, right. yeah what's natural is to have a red light district not to yes. make all of reality yes. the red light district yes absolutely right. yes let's get to the exit question Will Shannon 
get arrested again? Aaron. Ten. Yes. <laughs> Man, I'm like Shannon. I'm schizophrenic on this one. I, I can't decide between ten or one, but because she chose a one today, I'm with Shannon to the end, so we're going with one. No. Shannon, what do you think? Will you get arrested again? What do you think? So Okay, so at this point... My car has been keyed. I've been assaulted in my car. They've sent, after rallies, they've sent police officers to my home to intimidate. Now they've arrested me. So I'd say based on all of that, and this is just because I speak out. I mean, that that's it. So I'm going to have to say, I don't want to predict that I'm going to get arrested again because I really don't want to be arrested again. But I don't know. I'm going to go six, maybe a little on the... Probably. I mean, based on <laughs> maybe prior- probably. Is that get the first time it. in all these years she's unsure? We've seen a hedge <laughs> That's from the- Shannon Joy. My goodness, is that the first time? Which is not coincidentally the most adorable she's ever been. Well, <laughs> am I going to get arrested again? Maybe, probably. Well, I'm not going to shut up. So that's the problem here is that I'm just not going to shut up. So, so I'm yeah. guessing they want me to shut up. So I don't know. We'll see. How's Mr. Joy, by the way? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he was, um, he came right down when he heard that I had been arrested. And all six foot four of him, he, you know, lapped the police car from 30 feet away about four or five times, got into it with a couple of the officers. Um, He was pretty upset about what happened. But he's amazing. He's amazing. He supports. He knows I'm so feisty. I'm a big girl. He knows I can... I can stand up for myself, but it's not I, its not easy for him or any of the kids, frankly. Everyone in the community knows about it. Neighbors are yelling at me. Okay. Um, we're right. a little bit shunned, but, you know. We'll come back. More of the day group, and maybe Shannon will get arrested during the break. <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, did you take advantage of the apple almond crisp special flavor they had out yesterday at Built Bar or Rocky Road or lemon almond cheesecake, which you just partook of, Aaron, uh, or birthday cake that you absolutely loved, Todd, or any of the other specialty flavors? I am awaiting desperately for the return of chocolate chip cookie dough. Last year for fall, they brought out a pumpkin spice one that was absolutely, it was a pumpkin chocolate chip. It was phenomenal. It's the, it, it is the absolute best protein bar you have ever had. All of them, 180 calories or less, a lot of them, 150 calories or less. Four to seven grams of sugar or less, uh, about five to eight net carbs or less, loaded with protein, healthy Tastes great. Better than a lot of the candy bars out there you're going to try. Make snacking healthy again with our friends over at Built Bar. Take advantage. All of their flavors covered in real chocolate. And right now, you can use my last name, Dace, as your promo code to get 15% off. Promo code Dace, D-E-A-C-E. Promo code Dace when you go to Built.com, B-U-I-L-T, for Built.com, promo code Dace. Let's get back. To our weekly look at the week that was, let's get to issue three and Christy Nome. Last year, literal parades were being thrown for one South Dakota Governor Christy Noem after her strong stance against lockdowns and business closures in her state to stop the spread of coronavirus. The former South Dakota Congresswoman, now governor, was seen as a potential rising star in the GOP ranks, even earning a speaking gig at last year's GOP convention. 
Now she's on Twitter picking fights with The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, citing an edited video of him saying he's a misogynist. My, what a difference a year can make. The first major eyebrow raiser for many was her decision not to back a bill her legislature had passed banning dudes from competing on women's sports teams in her state. Her reason? She didn't want to miss out on the NCAA hosting events there. Then this past week, she's repeatedly decried another bill in her legislature which would outlaw the mandating of the COVID vaccine as a condition of employment. Quote, think about this. If I have the ability to dictate vaccine policy to businesses, then so does Joe Biden. Thank God neither of us do. That led to the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh correctly pointing out how she's a corporatist and how her good looks are a major contributing factor as to why she's seen favorably as she is by some. Noam took that video, edited out the criticism part, and focused on Walsh's comments about her looks, and subsequently her dissembling was complete. Uh, her chief advisor, former Trump advisor Corey Lewandowski, actually <laughs> decided to come after me on, on Twitter yesterday. So, uh, of, of, to which I decided to respond. I'll let those of you that uh, witnessed the exchange, you can decide who got the better of that uh, upon yourselves. But I just, I mean, his, his, he invoked Trump, who has nothing to do with this whatsoever. And other than the only reason Corey Lewandowski is looked at as a success in this business is he latched onto the guy that made him successful in Donald Trump. But I have no idea what that has to do with criticizing Christy Noem. But, um, you know, we had conservative cancel culture when you criticized her position on gender madness. Uh, and now you've got her editing out uh, the actual criticism that Matt Walsh lobbied substantively uh, in order to paint him as strictly a misogynist in a tactic that even Joy Reid, I think, would find at least a tad hacktastic, maybe. I don't know. So let's get to the first question. Shannon, we'll go to you. What does the decline and fall, at least recently, of Christy Noam tell us about the current Republican Party? I mean, a year ago at this time, she was a folk hero. I mean, if you would have gone back a year ago at this time and told me, hey, a year from now, here is what you're going to have to be saying about this gal, I'd have never believed it in a million yeah. years. So what does this tell us about the Republican Party, Shannon? I think it tells us two things. One thing about the Republican Party and one thing about its base, conservatives, we the people. It shows us that the Republican Party has not changed at all. Uh, despite the march of fascism through this country, the medical tyranny, the lies, the obfuscation, it shows us that the, the Republican Party is a non-entity. They are not involved. They've accepted the premise. They've accepted the narrative. They continue to play in the sandbox. And they are tone deaf to the suffering of so many millions of Americans, both left and right, Democrats and Republicans. It also says something, though, about we the people and how quickly, normally it would take three, four, five, six, seven, eight years for someone like Christy Nome to go through the cycle of, uh, you know, conservative hero to, you know, throw her off the pickup truck onto the next. And that's something very good. It's, it shows that we're waking up to this, uh, the, you know, the razzle dazzle campaign that Republicans use, the rhetoric versus real discernible policy outcome style over substance, right? They trot out these characters. She looks really good. She's gun toting, very, um, you know, effective in her communication. But really, when you when you drill down and you look at that discernible policy outcome, she's no different than the Lindsey Grahams and the Mitch McConnells and that machine that just we cannot get rid of. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, 
we are moving towards something happening. Both parties are essentially the same. That unibrow prediction that I've been making for so many years is, be, I think, becoming more clear as we move in. You know, as they expose themselves, that's becoming more clear. So um, I think it's a it's a good thing, and I'm glad that she's being exposed as early as she is. Aaron, what say you? Yeah, I uh, I think what this says about the Republican Party is there is always, always, um, always a, a lot of vigor and a lot of haste to make stars out of people who don't really, who don't really deserve it. What do you say all the time? And I think you maybe invoked it again earlier this week or yesterday when it came to the bombings. Never in a hurry to be, or never, uh, never in a hurry to be the first to be wrong. Something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. The Republican Party is always in a hurry to be the first to be wrong. I mean, we've had hero after hero, new conservative, new conservative hero trademark, new conservative hero trademark. Give them a gig at CPAC, they get right. lo loads of 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 followers and a, and a huge following, and then stuff like this happens. Stuff like this invariably, almost always, happens. One is because they're all humans and they're going to let people down, but the other is because they just don't really have a tethering for a worldview. The worldview of the Republican Party is make as much, stay in power as long as I possibly can and make as much money on K Street as, as, as long as I possibly can. And if the first thing falls through, then I'll just go and do the second thing and rely on the next guy who follows me to enrich me. That, that seems to be the worldview of the Republican Party. And when you uh, get your pesky base, when they start to act up, um, then you start to, you know, do what you can to keep them under control, except for a few months during an election year. So what this says about the Republican Party as a whole and even as an apparatus. Listen, I, I thought the Republican Party, the GOP, the National uh, Republican Party, I thought I was actually kind of encouraged by them during the Trump years. They were actually fairly conservative and or populist, what, whatever you want to say. Since Trump has left office, the same people are there. My goodness, guys. My goodness. I told you when he left, they go right back to where they were. Uh, you know, nothing about vaccine mandates, but we're really, really super duper proud during Pride Month to have so many yep. different colors of the rainbow represented, representing the Republican Party. It is completely unmoored from any sort of a coherent worldview. And Christy Noem, despite the pretty face and articulate demeanor that she brings to the table, she's just a corporatist. She's no different than a Lindsey Graham or a fill in the blank with your favorite corporatist governor. Um, okay. If, if, if Kay Ivey did the same things in Alabama that Christy Noem is doing now. I hear what you're, I see what you're saying. You see where I'm going yep, there. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Todd. Well, I was probably the most bullish a year ago about Christy Noem because of the total package, what she represented. And it's, it's, it's not just, that she's attractive, but part of it is also she seems to enjoy being a woman, not having to run away from it, apologize for it. Men and women alike on our side of the fence are desperate for it. Shannon cracked a joke about it just too long ago. If I was planning this, I would have done hair and makeup. I mean, we're just, we're so exhausted by the genderless nonsense. It seemed like she might just have a window into the zeitgeist, a powerful one that is tough these days for a man, even as compelling as Ron DeSantis. But... Here's the thing. You can never make secondary or tertiary things the primary things in life. If you do, 
Those are called idols. And even though she has looked like Indiana Jones in many cases the last year, at the end of the third Indiana Jones movie, The Last Crusade, after all the heroic things he's did, the real test comes up when he has to get that grail. And they say, it's time to ask yourself, Dr. Jones, what do you believe? And that's the problem with her and the entire Republican Party. At be- they may believe in a lot of important things, but they are very often out of whack with their priorities uh, in terms of the hierarchy of needs, the order of things. And this country was founded on a creed that relies on rights being defined by our maker. And in that one, she has failed miserably to wrap her arms around. Her job is to protect the God-given rights of her citizens. Businesses don't have rights. Governments don't have rights. Groups don't have rights. Segments of society don't have rights. In our Republican small-r form of government, individuals have rights. Rights go to individuals from God vertically. Government's job horizontally is to protect and defend those rights period preach okay that is her job the idea that well joe so i she's not she's not then enforcing the the feds codes the eeoc codes on gender yeah. and race discrimination then i guess in south dakota yeah. i mean you can you can put up a sign that said we don't hire black people here we don't hire women here i i, I mean she doesn't want enforcing the feds do right yeah i, I mean it. it's just beyond it's beyond it's senseless it's beyond ridiculousness and it's this argument that we have run into here in the last year and a half that one one side gets to go out there, the barbarians, the Visigoths get to come over the wall, they get to rape, pillage, and plunder all they want, while we stand around arguing about what the 75th corollary there and codicil is. is of a document that no one is respecting and that no social <laughs> compact exists any longer. No, a constitution binds the people together. When one side decides they will no longer abide by it, I am not forced to live a standard that is not enforceable while they take my way of life away no i have a question can any of you answer this um if you get fired for your from your job for not wanting to take the vaccine is that an example of conservative cancel culture (laughs) because remember back when uh, we were having this fight about dudes playing on on women's sports teams and her flaccidness regarding that her big complaint about her critics was that this was an example of conservative cancel culture so so is getting fired from your job because you don't want to take the vaccine is that conservative cancel culture too Can anybody answer that? Good question. Exit question. True or false? Christine Ohm has now alienated so many people with her corporatist shilling that Trump could not even put him on her, put her on his ticket now. Todd. Oh, I'm going to have to sell on that one. I wish that were so, but I'm selling. So you're false. I'm false. That's false. Shannon. Yeah, I agree. Right now, false. Not yet. I think um, people need to see a little bit more from her to to really turn on her. But I think that she still has a lot of support, unfortunately. Aaron. Absolutely false. I, you're all wrong. The answer is absolutely mm-hmm. true. Okay. Let's get to issue four. Put a little John McLaughlin on your guy. You're wrong. Uh, let's get to unmasked. Okay. Our quick kicker question to close this out. Who will be the next promising Republican to <laughs> faceplant? Like, know him. What's that? Who could we be sitting here a year from now and we're like, I cannot believe we are having this conversation? 
Who do you think it will be? Aaron, I'll go to you first, quickly. Uh, okay, I, I, very quickly. I, I don't want you to remember me saving your life today. I want you to remember this moment. I'm trying so hard not to be a smartass right now and give you a straight answer. Because okay. there are so many good answers that I came up with. I think it's Ron DeSantis, just because I want that to not be true. So I'm going to say that. All right, you're, you wanna, you're, you're going to try to jinx it. Yep. Okay. That's why Todd. I left. How, who are, what are promising Republicans? Who are they? I mean, that, Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> I mean, laugh. She's one of the best senators in America right now. But I'm, yeah, I'm in the same position he is, but I only have two names that come to mind, so I'll just pick the other one, and that's our own governor, Kim Reynolds. Okay, Kim. I mean, Shannon. Oh, you said Kim. Shannon, going to you. Kim is not here. Shannon is. Go ahead. Same as Aaron DeSantis. I'm sorry. I hope it's not true. I would I'm be praying it's not true. I I think you're the odds of that happening in a year are low. Just because he's got a difficult reelect ahead of him, okay? Now, after that, you know, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I mean, this would be one of the dumbest face plants I've ever seen in politics. I mean, if he takes on all the fights that he has had and all the baggage that goes along with that and then turns around and decides, eh, you know, we call it the Chamber of Commerce. I, I just, that would be, I don't even want to think about it, Aaron, because it would be the dumbest. Yep. It would be the absolute dumbest sellout in the history of American politics, I think. So I don't even want to contemplate that one. Let's get to our predictions. Todd, you go first. Uh, the uh, We're going to see a lot more of what we saw with Shannon and school board elections uh, within the next year. It's it's unavoidable now for several reasons, but this is ground zero of the culture fight. And it's this is where conservatives get things wrong. The constant abandon the public schools thing, it's a terrible, it's one thing, educate your kid however you need to in your own backyard and you may need to, but f- still, if you pull your kid out, still fight for that public school yeah. district. That's, that's where the cult, as Steve just said, that's where the cult is being grown. You can't ignore it. You can't put it on cruise control. You must fight for it. Aaron. So after a couple of straight primetime games missing big-time NFL players because of the ridiculous COVID protocols the NFL has put in place when it comes to the vaccines and masking and all of that junk, very, very quietly by October, the NFL will change its COVID policy so that uh, fewer and fewer players will miss time. It's going to start hurting their bottom line. They're, they're in a tough spot. If they don't test vaccinated players, then they risk vaccinated players infecting other people. And if they do, then they end up in the situation they're in right now. They are, they are in a tough spot. Shannon, your prediction quickly. Go ahead. I'd say in the next uh, 30 to 45 days, we're going to start to see very severe uh, labor shortages in uh, United States healthcare systems as doctors, nurses, anesthesiologists, healthcare workers uh, refuse to be vaccinated. There are about 40% who are holding out. Doesn't look like they are going to budge. And so we're going to see staffing shortages and potentially a health crisis within our system, potential collapse if they don't pull their heads out of their behinds and get rid of these policies. Well, you must have read my mind because that is actually part of my prediction that by the end of this year, we are looking at a chronic shortage, an unprecedented problem of labor shortages, both in healthcare but also in defense, in the military, in both mm-hmm. of them. Same Shannon, reason. good to see you as always. Glad you got bailed out. All right. Thanks, we'll, Atlas. All right, we'll do it again soon. We'll come back. Hour two coming your way with some feedback Friday here in a moment.
Greetings. Welcome back to Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. I am broadcasting under duress, under the threat of my literal life. Thankfully, I am protected here by my Iceman, Aaron McIntyre. Uh, and then this Todd's here too, so whatever. Uh, you can also let us know what you think about what we think. I mean, what do you do here? He's out here. Hey, I'm the guy. He, he's out here saving my life. What What do you do here? Why am I paying you? If he If it gets past him, I'm the guy who's got to jab the syringe into you and bring you back to life. Do you have think, you forgotten about that? Okay. Do you, you want to negotiate that part of the contract? <laughs> do you think the um, the wasp spray is actually turning these wasps into like hybrid mutants? Are these you asking are he- me if Pfizer and Moderna make the wasp Basically. spray too? Yeah. Do these, these are these are P Wuhan. variants. Yeah. Wasp variants. One of these days, it's just gonna perch on the desk and start talking to you. Yeah. Yes. An- yes. What's up? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Let us know what you think about what we think, and we'll get to some of that feedback here in this hour. Uh, you can, uh, well, you can look at what we used to post on Facebook. I can't post there right now. You can also follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, also, though, we would encourage you more and more go to MeWe, Parlor, Gab, Getter. These are the alternatives uh, to Facebook and Twitter, uh, and we can uh, speak to you more freely within those realms. You can also get free clips that are also free of censorship if you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And then finally, if you are a podcast listener, we appreciate you so much. Uh, please show your appreciation for us by hitting subscribe or follow, uh, leaving us a five-star review. So many of you have done this already. We are thankful to all of them. They've made a huge difference in the growth of this show over the last couple of years. So thank you very much. If you, if you have already done this, if you have yet to do it, we would ask you, if you've got some time today or tomorrow to please uh, consider adding your name uh, to the long and growing list of satisfied customers. Thank you. Feedback Friday brought to you by Sweat Block. You know, there's never a great time to show up all sweaty, particularly like a first date or for me, maybe a, a public speaking event. Um, maybe it's at work. Okay, uh, that's why you want to check out uh, Sweatblock. It is stronger and more effective than even the most clinical antiperspirants. Now, their main product I've yet to try. It's sitting in the box in my bathroom, so forgive me. Uh, but they're the Sweatblock wipes, and what you do is you. Uh, maybe once or twice a week, right before bedtime, uh, you wipe your pits before you go to bed, and then you should be pretty good with pitting out, just you know, your normal bathing and deodorant after that, and you shouldn't have any issues uh, for the rest of the week, just once or twice a week. I have tried, though, the deodorant and the deodorant lotion for your more sensitive regions, and both of those absolutely stood up to the heat and humidity of an Iowa August. So I can personally attest to the effectiveness of both of, the, of those products. Learn more by going to sweatblock.com. Uh, and then while you're there, use the promo code DACE, that's D-E-A-C-E, to get 20% off at sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com, use the promo code DACE to get 20% off. So let's get to some feedback Friday. And I want to begin with this note. This is from Mark Locricicio, I think. Mark L. We're going with that. And since this is an Italian name, I should know how to pronounce this, and I've just committed a foul, so I hope my ancestors forgive me. We're going with Mark L. Okay. Mark writes, my son is a Marine currently in Afghanistan. We just learned he's okay. 
but several of his friends were killed yesterday. They had been working nonstop and getting a couple hours of sleep per day. He was sleeping in trash because they had nowhere to put them. He caught a terrible stomach virus from being run down and in a filthy environment. He has not been able to keep any food down. They were only able to give him one IV because they are low on medical supplies. They are short on water and food. I am sure this was part of the Biden plan to be short on everything. We can't leave food, water, and medical supplies behind, but millions in heavy weaponry, vehicles, and helicopters are just okay. He's lost 10 pounds not eating and being in that heat. He was taken offline to recover from his stomach bug when the attack happened. He has crushed his close friends were killed and he was not able to help. He will have to live with that his whole life now. As someone that was a Marine and whose son is a Marine, my heart is absolutely broken today. My wife and I had a very emotional day yesterday. I am happy my son is alive, but I am crushed that other families lost their sons. I feel guilty, relieved, and depressed all at the same time. I feel no hope for the country I love and served. My son was a baby when 9-11 happened, and now 20 years he is there, 20 years later, to give terrorists one last shot to kill our people. Don't shut down our borders to keep them out. No, we open them up and fly out there to make their jobs easier. This was all preventable and unnecessary. The world is falling into chaos as we the people allow the fewer or the few power-hungry dummies to control us. I am ready to make tar and feathering great again. We must find a peaceful solution even though I am angry and filled with rage and I am ready for public floggings. Mark. You have summed up how a lot of people in this country feel right now. And first of all, thank you for your service. Thank you and your wife for the service of your son. To hear of the squalor conditions he is in, this is the this is supposedly the best trained and equipped fighting force in the history of this world. And as a Marine, he is the elite of the elite. And he is short on food and water. Had to be taken off of IV for lack of supply. And sleeping in trash. I've seen people sleep in trash before. It was a mission trip to Haiti. Poorest country in our hemisphere. Not... Not the soldiers of the richest and most prosperous nation in the history of this planet. Mark, you're, you're probably not going to be further comforted by the news I'm about to share with you from your very own Pentagon. According to Fox News, the Pentagon says of the more than 100,000 people that have been evacuated from Kabul, only 7,000 are Afghan special immigrant visa holders, meaning they've been vetted. They would have to be vetted to, a, to obtain one of those. Only 7,000 are special visa immigrant holders. Roughly only 5,000 are actual Americans. Five out of 100,000, 5,000 Americans. 7,000 out of 100,000 special immigrant visa holders who have been vetted. 
Who are the other 88,000? Mark, the point that you made about our borders. See, 9-11 wasn't a result of American incursions into the Middle East or American imperialism, but American immigration policy. We let those people in. As I pointed out earlier this week, the whole talking point, we fight them over there so we don't have to fight them over here. There have been at least 30, at least 30 successful or foiled terrorist plots on U.S. soil since we invaded Afghanistan conducted by Islamic radicals, at least 30, including the most successful terrorist attack since 9-11 at the Boston Marathon. And almost all of them are a result of America's immigration policy. All of us that pay taxes here, that live here, that love this place, have every right to be angry as you watched a feeble president yesterday under even a polite cross-examination from a Fox News reporter literally melt down in the middle of it put his head and face into his hands, palm up or palm down, like he was sucking on his thumb. We were appalled watching this yesterday. What do you think the reaction was in Pyongyang, Tehran, Beijing, Moscow? They weren't just laughing. They're plotting. What do you think the reaction over there in Taipei, Taiwan is to that? Look both ways for you across the street if you live in Taiwan right now. Something wicked this way comes. But as angry and frustrated as we all have a right to be, market as families like yours that have even more right to all the rage. I wish I could say something to console you. Unfortunately, the best I can do is just to say thank you and to others like you for the sacrifices you've made and are making for us. You guys want to add any thoughts? Uh, I will. He connected dots to the border here, and he's absolutely right. There's other dots to connect. You, you, you couldn't possibly have any other reality take place. When just three weeks ago, uh, the rainbow gay pride flag was hung over Kabul. When we know the diversity training, witchcraft that is going on over there, the math doesn't work. We always, love is love. And other than that, it's all the same and it's going to, no, it never was going to be the same. The chaos is the point. You can't have that chaos exist and then go over there and have an answer. It's impossible. And we need to wrap our brain around that. I, I don't think a nation capable of asking itself the questions uh, that needs to be asked and, and the cross-examination of oneself that needs to be had, um, I don't think we'd even be having this conversation right now. We got our butts kicked. Let's just face face facts here. We got our butts kicked by a bunch of uh, goat humpers, Borat wannabes. I mean, there's Borat right here, and then there's space bar, space bar, space bar. There's the Taliban down there. We got our butts handed to us by them, and we couldn't even execute a pullout correctly. 
We are led, yes, by incompetence. We are led, yes, by feebleness. We are led, yes, by people who hate the very country and the very forces that they command. I keep coming back to, how do you even screw this up? Unless it's something else, like of a spiritual nature. That doesn't mean that we should just kick back and, and say, well, we're under judgment. There's nothing we can do. Uh, no, you should be enraged right now because that's actually righteousness. That's actually some glimmers of hope right there. That should be your reaction. And I'm sorry for the, the listener. As you said, Steve, that sums up my thoughts. That sums up basically everyone's thoughts right now. The righteous anger, we need more of that in droves. Otherwise, for one reason or another, we're just going to kick back and continue to circle the drain as we have. Of all the great analysis and commentary I followed and, and read yesterday, I actually thought the best summation of this came from you, uh, Todd. And that was the line that you had after 20 years. Mm. The, the best operational motto we could come up with was trust the Taliban. Yeah, I know. After 20 years. And, and when I read that tweet from you, I was just like, that's just one of those, you cut me deep, Shrek, with that. Okay? Um, it was just beat into my brain. I didn't, they keep saying over, it just is what it is, guys. Yeah. That our officials we put there keep saying a version of that as if it's a grown-up thing to say. My knee-jerk patriotism over these last few years has been uh, sanded down quite a bit. Okay? Uh, as it's become more and more obvious that there is a growing segment in this country that doesn't want America to be America anymore and doesn't want to share a country with me. It's just not as automatic for me anymore to just rally to anything wearing a flag, right? Like, I mean, I don't really care about soccer in general, but I don't think if you enjoyed watching the U.S. women's soccer team lose, you're un-American. They're un-American. Yeah. You were rooting for, a, I mean, you're rooting against a foreign country. It, just, it doesn't matter. The flag is nothing unless the symbol, um, unless the, the symbolism it stands for is being elevated at the same time it's being raised, right? Otherwise, it's just a stretch of cloth, okay? We don't worship a flag. We raise it because it represents the things that we do worship, that we do exalt, that we do elevate, If it doesn't represent those things anymore, then, I mean, I don't, just because you're wearing it, when you're against me on everything that matters in life, why am I rooting for you? Right. And I would have not, even five or six years ago, I would not have even been there. But some of my old knee-jerk patriotism kicked in yesterday. And I just, I just, I couldn't bring myself to watch Biden's speech because some of that old knee-jerk patriotism was actually rooting for him. We can argue, we had an election in 16 months, we can argue about that and his reelect. Right now, we really need the strength of the presidency projected to the world, right? And so I just didn't, I couldn't bring myself to watch it because I just don't believe physically and mentally he is capable of it. And he's not. And I, but I found my old knee-jerk patriotism oh, kind of kicking in. Kind of like the morning you woke up and Obama killed Bin Laden. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff, you I know? know? You know, F yeah, Team America, right? Some of that kind of kicked in again hey, yesterday. And I'm like, I found myself rooting for Grandpa Joe. Please, please just give me five minutes 
five minutes yeah. of we're going to kill all of you. Yeah. And that's my statement. That's that's all I I needed him to say. That's the proudest I was ever of Obama when he flew into that, to speak to your point, when he flew into that country and Mm -hmm. said, yeah, uh, consequences be damned. This guy's going to die tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I knew he wasn't physically or mentally up to the task. And that's why I couldn't bring myself to watch it. What, what, what's happened over the last 20 years is the names have changed, but the lies the same. For George W. Bush, it was trust the Shiites in Iraq. You know, the very Shiites like you see in Iran. And <laughs> all right, trust the Shiite Muslims in Iraq. Trust the Shiites in Iraq. Uh, now that they've been freed from the Sunni tyrant um, uh, Saddam Hussein, they will help us bring democracy. Instead, they created an Iranian satellite state. What you're going to do here? It's okay. going to be a greatest hit. So, yeah, so we, so we started. We started 20 years ago with trust the Shiites. We then went to, under Obama, trust the Arab Spring. Then we had John McCain's yearning and search for let's go to war in Syria with the Syrian freedom fighters in order to topple Assad. And then like a year later, we had to fight alongside Assad, who we previously wanted to topple in order to topple ISIS. Are you following me here? I am. Okay. It then went to the... Joe Biden, trust the Taliban. Now, in between here, we had a guy, crude, profane, yes, absolutely. But in this rare case, it actually it actually proved to his benefit because he just appealed to people's base natures who'd like to make some money. Who likes being rich? You? Cool. I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what church you do or don't go to, what your customer culture is. Not my job. You like making money? Let's print some. But if you get in the way of us making money, the mother of all bombs will be dropped, right? That was pretty much the whole, that was the whole foreign policy approach. He took people for what they were, not what the think tanks projected that they wanted them to be. The end results are the same, or the end results, I should say, speak for themselves. We had unprecedented growth of peace in that region. Alliances, discussions that had never happened in that region in its history since Jacob built a well in Canaan. It hasn't happened. And now here we are. That's the difference. One guy... One guy accepted the world for what it is. All these other guys, regardless of political party, projected their progressive, utopian, idealistic notions upon situations. And now let's compare the results. Bush, McCain, Obama, Biden, four. Trump won. He's the control group. What, what, What results did we get? ISIS almost gone. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. Trust the Taliban. That's what we did. We trusted the Taliban. Just like we trusted the Shiites. We trusted the Syrian freedom fighters. And we trusted the Arab Spring.
Paul Ford writes, I spent the afternoon on Sunday with my three daughters taking turns riding them around the countryside on my dad's Harley. I took each of them on a 45-minute loop with my youngest, who's eight years old. I allowed her to choose what we would listen to on the small tour. She says, can we listen to that show you guys always watch? What's that guy's name? The one who makes me laugh when he gets mad. That's right, guys. My eight-year-old daughter requested the Steve Day show. (laughs) Oh, I like that. The one that makes me laugh when he gets mad. Oh, that's good. Uh, Kathy Kloss writes, one of my heroes is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. If a godly, true-believing Christian could find it in his heart to break a major commandment because of the horrors of Hitler and aid in the plot to end the dictator's life, then where is the line? That's where I want to stop right there. I don't believe he broke a commandment. Murdering, uh, killing Adolf Hitler is a justifiable kill. The commandment is not thou shalt not murder or kill. It is thou shalt not murder. That's the actual translation of that. The un, unjustified premeditated killing of another. So right away, I would argue we didn't break any commandments by engaging in a plot to assassinate Hitler. Anybody want to comment on that? No, I'm glad you did because that's what I was prepared to do had you not. Okay. Kathy goes on to ask, so in your opinion, is it a sin to do what the resistance did in Nazi Germany when it created false documents for escaping Jews and allied soldiers? No. Just like it wasn't a sin when Rahab said, I don't, I don't know where, where the, those two Hebrew spies are at. The commandment also is, don't, is not not to lie. It's not to bear false witness. Those are two different things. Can I ask you depending a question? On, depending on what is at stake, yeah. When letter writers like this write in, do you think they're asking rhetorically because they think it needs to be addressed or because they really don't know? Oh, I, th- Brother, majority of American Christians don't know what the Great Commission okay. is. I promise okay. you it's because they don't know. I don't... But by the way, these are the kinds of things that are that we should be wrestling with. Are these quali- are these calculations? So these are actually good questions. Yes, but uh, behind all of them, as Christians, we keep acting like God has all these trap doors for us. Right. He right. does not. That's one thing. If you're asking questions like this on a regular basis about your faith. You've got a bigger, and I, if that's not you, specifically no, in this it's, question. It's, 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 it's holistic. Yeah. Uh, let me give you a term that you're going to love because it's out of your lexicon, okay? Western believers, including American believers, have not been catechized in any way, shape, or form. There is no hermeneutic. Even amongst us within the Sola Scriptura crowd, there is a basic belief of what the Bible teaches, but how many very little application of what does this actually mean so for example let's let's wrestle with this question it was it wrong to lie to the nazis we've talked before about the 10 commandments right that they're not they're not listed in a random order correct right they're not okay so the first commandment is what i'm right. the lord there yes second commandment is therefore do not worship any other gods right. okay i'm the only god second one is there is no other gods don't fashion anything else into a false god all right now are those first or second because there was a drawing in heaven no 
They, they, on the wheel of destiny, they spun the wheel of destiny. You know, like the term is going to win the ACC Coastal mm-hmm. every year on game day. All right. All right. Here's our commandments. Uh, Michael, the archangel, spin the wheel of destiny, Jehovah says. And let's see what comes up first. And I'll blast that on. I'll, I'll put that on blast on the tablet for all Mo there on the mountain. Is that what happened? No. 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 It's important to. The first thing you need to know is who is God? Because that puts all of this into context, right? Yes. The second thing you need to know is, therefore, who God is not. Because then that also puts everything else into further context. True, right? Right. Right. So then that presupposes, that presupposes that there is a hierarchy of values at play, right? Yes. That these things are not randomly listed, that they are listed in some order of preeminence, that they are all prominent, but they are listed in an order of preeminence. What is listed first? Don't commit murder or don't bear false witness. Don't commit murder. Don't commit murder. If the Nazis come to my house and say, hand over those two innocent Jews that you're hiding, and I hand them over, am I an accessory to murder? Hell yeah, I am. Yes, I am. So you mean I'm just supposed to, you know, risk my own? You mean you mean like your Lord risked his, yeah. lay down his life for you? Love knows no greater man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. Pick up your cross, bear one another's burdens. You should, you're right. There's nothing in Christianity at all about laying down your life for somebody else. It's kind of a foreign concept to the religion, right? Right. It's only the prime directive of the religion. <laughs> so is Corey Ten Boom a hero for what she did in that closet, in that hiding place? Yes. Would she have been an accessory to murder if she had not done it? Yes. See my point? Yes. Yes. And? So... If you knowingly help carry out a murder, you are either an accessory at the very least to said murder. You have blood on your hands. We're all sitting around talking about Joe Biden's got blood on his hands for Mm -hmm. handing over a kill list basically to the Taliban of Americans, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Did he actually shoot those American soldiers yesterday? No. Did he actually blow them up physically yesterday? No. No, but he certainly accessorized yes. its occurrence, correct? Yes. That's what we're talking about here. So yes, you are to risk your life for innocence, just as the only truly innocent life, Christ's, was risked for yours. Rahab risked her life to lie on behalf of those Hebrew spies. That's why she is not in Christ's genealogy for lying. She is in Christ's genealogy for risking her life. You see my point? Of course. That's the point. What would they have done to a whore if they, if they, if they wouldn't have taken her word for it and went and looked around and found them? What, what, what would they have done to any woman, let alone a whore? What would they have done to her? Things we wouldn't dare speak out loud on a public airwave. That's what they would have done. She didn't just merely lie for the spies. She risked her life for God's people. And that is what Corey Ten Boom did. That is what all those who forged documents for Nazis or slaves during the Underground Railroad, that's what they did too. They risked their lives. There is a hierarchy of values here. Now I ask you, In 2021 America, how many of you have ever heard any of this kind of a biblical hermeneutic ever? Ever? At your church, on a podcast, in a book you've read? And now you know why we're in the position we're in as a people. Yes. 
and don't let yourself get away with the excuse. Steve didn't do some high theology here, right there. All all you had to do is this is understand is that this is the exact kind of thing uh, the Pharisees tried to pull on the Lord Himself. When Steve just says. The, the first commandment know the character of god know who god is well that's jesus and they tried to do that with him said you're not allowed to heal on the sabbath and he told them about david and his people picking the heads of grain the grain that was intended for something else the stories are right there and they're plain as day and they're for you yes they're for you, and it's not some complicated calculus. It's one plus one equals yeah. two. The Lord does not have trap doors for you. He desperately wants you. He goes after the one. Embrace that. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The commandments were revealed to Moses for our benefit, not strictly for our judgment. You see my point? Yes. It is revelation not prosecution. The Sabbath was made for man, not mad for the man for the Sabbath. See that we're making the same mistake right now with the Constitution. We abide by some strict letter of the law while they just go out there yep. and annihilate it. No, the, we weren't made for the Constitution. It was made for us. We, we come before the Constitution. We formed the Union. We come first. In the chaos of 2021, every law-abiding citizen must know how to defend their values before, during, and after a self-defense innocent incident, I should say. That's why you're looking for Patriot Academy's constitutional defense course. It is hosted at the Front Sight Firearms Training Institute just outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. They offer a unique combination of intellectual and physical training you can't find anywhere else. Our friend and colleague, Daniel Horowitz, has hosted several groups out there over the last couple of years. They've got another one coming up in the fall you can help or hope to you can hope to join let me try english you can hope to join one of the approximately 50,000 people each year that attend one of these courses at their 550 acre complex and it's not just physical training with firearms but it is intellectual training on the constitution and your god-given rights as well plus it is family friendly you can bring everybody along and right now you can get 90 percent off the course you still got to take care of your logistics but 90 percent off their next course coming up this fall get more information sign up right now at constitutioncoach.com again constitutioncoach.com let's get back to some feedback friday this is from tim he says my mother-in-law had dementia and could get violent the counselors taught her to bend her head over onto the back of her hands so that the forehead touched when she felt mad. Oh, are you kidding me? You know what my theory is, is the reason why he appears so alert when he does mm -hmm. spare appearances, but it is, it is in a controlled static setting as opposed to what we see when things go on for several days in a row or organically. Those are clear signs. I mean, when somebody has dementia, you want them in the most consistent surroundings, take the same path to church, same path to work, right? Just follow a routine. It makes it easier to keep your brain and your mind focused, right? I put you on a research project while we were gone on Aaron's paternity. Yeah. I'm not sure we, we, we shared the results of this with the audience, okay? But so this would be prior to the fall of Kabul, yes. right? So where he's now had to appear a few days in a row. 
But over the course of his presidency, Joe Biden has appeared in public, not counting not as president, not counting if he privately attends a church service on a Sunday. Okay. In a presidential capacity, he has appeared in public on consecutive days before this past week. Only 41% of the time he's been president. And I was being and looking at the schedule as liberal as possible. Give it the most benefit that out you could. Just so I couldn't, yes. So what we had Todd do is go and look at the official White House records. Like day by day, 200, you know, 20 days of this presidency it was at the time. I think it was Mm -hmm. like the 221st day or something. I had you do this and look at all their logs day by day for 220 some odd days. And what we found is other than going to church on Sunday, only 41% of the time in his official capacity as president has Joe Biden appeared in public on consecutive days. 41%. That's it. What does that tell you? I think a lot. And consider that a lot of these days they call a lid, meaning they shut down official business at like noon, one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Let's get to some more feedback here. Uh, This is from Peg. Peg says, after much prayer, I decided to hold off on the jab until more data was available. My doctor agreed. He had seen many women my age in their early 50s that were present with adverse effects after the jab. I'm in excellent health. I have a 99.8% chance of surviving COVID. There's no reason to rush the vaccine. My in-laws, though, live smack dab in the middle of COVID stand and frequently visit the state of Wokistan. We live in a small, lovely small southern uh, city. Last May, we decided to no longer participate in the pandemic. We pulled our boys from the public schools and enrolled them in a homeschool hybrid co-op. We didn't make them wear masks. When a yellow-vested Walmart employee would tell my boys to mask up, We told them to stick it. We allowed our kids to play with their friends. We didn't watch the news. We stayed off of social media. Our kids lived free for most of the pandemic. My husband tells me that the citizens of COVID stand are living in fear. Have you gotten the jab has replaced how are you instead of saying God bless you. It's please stay six feet away. I've sat alone in my house all week, though, on the verge of tears. My husband is caught in the middle. We don't want to sever the relationship our sons have with their grandparents. It is taking all the grace I can muster to not post. I'm sorry I can't see family this week, but I'm busy sowing yellow stars and planning for my time in the COVID ghetto with the rest of the uncleansed citizens of this nation. Does anyone know if we can bring our cats? I am not anti-vaccine. Our children are vaccinated, though on a much slower schedule than recommended. I do not hate the vaccinated, nor do I think that they are playing fast and loose with their health. Why aren't we allowed to calculate and balance our risks in life? The interview with Dr. Malone you had recently gave me a much-needed perspective, not only for my vaccination status, but for our kids, too. It was an answer for pray- to prayer. Why weren't we given this kind of information from the get-go? Would people have made different decisions based on the information and how mRNA vaccines work, their limitations and risks? At this point, I do not want to even talk to my in-laws. I do not want to enter their homes. I do not want them in our home. I pray that my anger and hurt will subside and I can forgive them for being asshats about this entire thing. Maybe by Christmas I can get to the trolling stage of my anger because that's when I'll give every member of the family a copy of Fauci and Bargain and maybe a Biden sucks flag. Thank you for your work. May God continue to clear a path for you guys so your team can continue doing the important work you are. Well, Peg, since you sent this to us, even more data has come out now. And the reality is 
there really isn't that much different of odds that somebody vaccinated is going to give you the virus as there is that you unvaccinated would give it to one of your elderly grandparents. It's the data in Israel is pretty clear about this. The data in Israel also shows that if you have this, see, do you remember last year? At the end of the year last year, I was screaming and yelling, okay, that is a narrow it down. I admit. I, <laughs> I was adamant that we needed before we rolled out these vaccines. Do you remember these conversations we had at the end of last year? I remember them all. Before we rolled out these vaccines, I was adamant. Why aren't we doing what? Seroprevalence. Why aren't we doing antibodies to find out who already has this? Now, I did this because I was, forgive me, still naive. See, I really thought that these vaccines would be part of a traditional vaccination program to get us to herd immunity. Which, for those of you that don't know how that works, we vaccinate people who have not been infected in the hopes we reach them before they get infected or infect others so that combined with the natural immunity within a population or a community, we can get to herd immunity faster. That the vaccines work alongside natural immunity and natural immunity alongside vaccines in order to achieve herd immunity or the term they like to use now, now this year, population immunity. Okay. See, I thought that's what we were going to do. And we never did it. And now we're out there demanding that people that, are already, that have already had the virus get vaccinated. Why? Because there are now a couple of different studies that have come out that show for these vaccines to actually reach the efficacy that was boasted and promised in their human trials, they actually need to vaccinate people who have natural immunity. Meaning people like me need to give the vaccines a booster. People like me carrying around natural immunity, we have to give the vaccines a booster to reach their full potential. Now, this would actually, if we were doing real science, be called cheating. Not to mention, we don't know what the long-term ramifications are of re-injecting these spiked proteins into the bodies of people who have natural immunity. We, we don't know the answer to that. And I'm not going to be a lab rat to find out. So that's why I've not gotten it. But now, now that we are seeing... Problems with so many breakthrough infections amongst the vaccinated. And the idea that they can now infect others. Even if even if the vaccines still... See, here's the irony. We were sold to get these in order to not... Yes, you might be safe, but this might stop you from giving an infection to grandma that would kill her when she's not, right? That was the selling point, yes. right? Right. We've now reached a stage where the paradigm is actually opposite. That the vaccines may help other the people getting them from getting a serious infection or a death. Although the numbers in Israel are not holding the line on serious infections. They're still somewhat holding the line on death. We shall see if that, and let's hope that that holds up. It is to some extent now. They're not holding the line on serious infection, however. They're not. The majority of hospitalizations for serious infection in Israel are actually fully vaccinated. But we'll just go with this talking point for now and forget we know that. 
what you're seeing is, is actually the paradigm is the opposite. If you're fully vaccinated, you could actually infect somebody else while protecting yourself. Here, you thought you were making a selfless decision. And it turns out you might have inadvertently and, and unintentionally been coerced into making a selfish one. That you could still infect somebody else while you're protecting you. With a virus that may not just be the bad flu anymore, but ADE enhanced. Yes, because of the variants that we are producing. Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah. So... Now you're seeing more and more stuff come out about natural immunity. We remain the last country on earth that doesn't want to acknowledge this from a public health perspective. I don't believe they're going to be able to hold that back much longer. The data is just too good, too obvious, and the vaccine efficacy is, is waning too badly. That on some level, they're going to have to acknowledge this. And my guess is they'll do it in a way to salvage the narrative of the vaccines. Meaning that they'll take all of us with natural immunity, lump us in with people that are vaccinated, claim claim what the what the actual immunity rate is, and then give the vaccines the credit. The, they'll still find a way to give the vaccines the credit for the majority of that while including natural immunity. You see what I'm saying? Of course. I think that's what will likely occur. Here's what I am hearing when I ask conservative friends why they are not out in the streets protesting masking, critical racist theory, vaccine max mandates, etc. Number one, I need to keep my job because it looks like most all employers are going to mandate this, going the mandate route, and I'm responsible for feeding my family. Number two, we have no leadership except someone like a DeSantis. So without leadership, I don't have to do anything until we have some kind of national figure. Nikolai Carpathia, look him up. Waiting, he's warming up. There's your national figure for you. Global, maybe even. Uh, we, ha- I'm, you know, I'm glad, man. Those guys sitting over there at the tavern in Boston, over a pint, Sam Adams and the boys. Good thing they stuck around, waiting for a national leader to emerge. You know, before they, they acted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need some national leaders. One day we'll have a national leader here. Until then, you know, I guess we just keep quartering redcoats. Number three, we have no faith in the GOP to support us. They are bought out by corporate interests, including Big Pharma. But let's all go vote Republican next fall to save America. Again, right, right, right. Number four, after the witch hunt that has occurred from the January 6th incident at the Capitol, I don't want my face out there because the three-letter agencies are coming after people and putting them into essentially a gulag to label any of us right-wing racist and now the entire state security apparatus is after us. Number five, while our side may have most of the small arms, we have no faith if the military, uh, in the military if push came to shove. The German soldiers helped load the Jews into cattle cars and man Auschwitz, etc. Uh, and they were just following orders. So why would we trust rank and file military when they're going woke anyway? These are all self-fulfilling prophecies. All five of these things will take us to the zero-sum game I am afraid of. I guarantee, and these, this is from LR, I won't give his full name. I guarantee that's what he's hearing because that's what I hear. It's what everybody hears. But that's exactly what I promise you. The lesson of history is bullies only respect one thing. Blowback. That's the only thing they respect. Nothing else. And the longer the longer you hold on to these five idols, the harder and harder the bully is going to press.
I think the time is running short. I could be wrong, but I think time might be running short here in the housing market, given what's going on corporately in the economy right now. That's why, particularly with summer winding down, you want to take advantage of relocating out of COVID stand um, or you want to take advantage of skyrocketing housing values right now and cash in on that. Either way, buying or selling, or maybe you're buying and selling. Make sure you go in with a real estate agent you can trust. Where would you find such a person? Well, the name kind of says it all. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, realestateagentsitrust.com. You'll find an agent probably, I guess, almost anywhere in America. Maybe there's some place off the grid you want to go we can't help. But chances are just about anywhere you'd want to move to or from in America, we can find you an agent with a proven track record of success. Chances are they might even come from this audience. So you know you guys share some similar values, all right? Head to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, realestateagentsitrust.com. Gentlemen, any uh, final thoughts, parting words on the show here today? Yeah, I want to go back really quick to what you were talking about with vaccination. Ultimately, this is all God killer stuff. This is laws of nature and nature's God stuff. That's what everybody is ultimately trying to go after uh, on the pro- uh, f- from a progressive standpoint. That's what they really want. They want the scalp. They want Aslan's mane. And just like with marriage, it wasn't about love is love. They're trying to get to the God killer. With this, they can't say natural immunity is better. Again, laws of nature and nature's God. We've only had vaccination for a very short period of time in human history, yet here we still are as humans. And there were some rough times, but the natural immune system ultimately won. We are here because of what God gave us. And to the degree that we had hard times, it's because we created unhealthy, unsanitary, war-ridden conditions. The natural state of us is to be created in the image and likeness of God in paradise. It is not supposed to be riddled disease. We did that to ourselves. And that's when I talk about the magical thinking of vaccines. That's what... the. They have to believe in that because it's not go ahead. If you need, if you get vaccinated, it's, it's not an affront to God. That's not my point. But again, to anoint it to the status of what must be done uh, or else that's idolatry. And that is something that is in position by design by the like of Bill Gates in the world because they're trying to get to the God killer. I can't really say much in, in response to that. Do the hard thing. The narrow way is the hard way. Increasingly, we are going to come up against these dilemmas. And almost always, the hardest way to get through them is going to be the way that you have to go. Or else you're going to be in a world of hurt later on. Going to be like the only way to go. Yeah. Have a great weekend. See you Monday, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.